Hello and welcome to the Healed Approach podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Heald, workplace wellbeing and leadership consultant. The aim of this podcast is to bring the human back into leadership. It's about how success depends on healing, connection and better relationships because these are really key to well-being. You will find an open, honest and vulnerable approach that will inspire and motivate you on your business journey because fundamentally, well-being and leadership all come down to human connection. This is the real key to happier humans and better business outcomes. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healed Approach podcast and I'm delighted to welcome today somebody who I know and I have met in person and that is Annie. Now Annie Grace is her, Annie Grace Healing is her business but Annie is, um, she is a psychic medium and a Akashic record reader, Reiki master and circle facilitator. So thank you so much for being here today. Annie. Thank you for having me. Uh, And Annie as well. Also, I just want to get, I mean, we're probably going to talk about this as we go along, but she's also got um, the Go Deep uh, Wellness Centre. That's correct, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that is the, uh, yes, my husband runs the flotation therapy um, and also infrared sauna we now have as well. So uh, that's also ticking on the side, um, which Karen's running. Yeah, amazing. And I haven't, I mean, I've been to, I mean, Annie's here today because she has been part of my journey. And I've been to Annie for readings and for Reiki. And she really has, I mean, 2023 was such an instrumental year for me. And Annie was a huge part of that. And, but I never have, I mean, I've seen the flotation tank, I haven't seen the sauna, but I know people, I've referred people to you. I know people that have been, and they do say how incredible it is when it Mm. comes to just clearing their mind I think um yeah but and we will get into that but before we do just can you just explain to people a little bit a little bit I guess about you who you are where you are and why just so they can get afraid um, rather than just listening to me yeah um so I mean I guess I started we'll kind of go back to the spiritual side of things um, a lot of people always ask me whether this is something that I had um, early on in life. And for a long time, I said no. And I didn't think it was anything that kind of came to me as a child. Um, and then as time's gone on and I thought about it and I can I can remember the times I used to wake up in the middle of the night thinking that the TV was on somewhere in the house and I go into my mom and dad's room and it would be pitch black. I go downstairs, it'd be pitch black. So I was constantly hearing voices and just absolutely adamant that two people were having conversations somewhere in the house. Um, I had a couple of, um, I guess, spiritual or psychic experiences, uh, not many, but just a few sort of from my teens until like my early 20s. Um, and one that was quite prominent was um a lady who I knew um who was pregnant actually I think this was when I was about 19 um and I just wanted to cry every time I saw this lady that was pregnant um and it just made me so sad when I thought about it and I just couldn't understand why 
I wasn't happy that she was pregnant and there was just so much sadness every time I thought about it. Um, and then she ended up, sadly, having a stillbirth at about five or six months. Um, so that was a massive indicator for me because I just thought that was the first time where I was like, I'm experiencing these feelings and I don't understand why I'm not feeling the right ones. So I wasn't, I wasn't getting this joy and this happiness and this excitement. I just couldn't see the excitement going forward. Um, so that kind of really stuck with me earlier on. And then I think I was about 22, 23, where I think it was just after me and Kira met and we just started talking about spirituality and the things we were interested in. And I was very interested in the paranormal and you know, ghost programs and stuff like that and going for readings and holistic healing and all these holistic festivals. Um, and um, and then I went for a reading and I actually ended up joining a, a psychic circle, a women, women's circle, um, to just try out. I did a psychic development workshop, that was it, and just to kind of see what I could do. And I, I didn't, I didn't think I could do any of it because I've been going for readings, so I just never really pegged me as somebody that could actually do it. Um, and the first exercise we did was uh, photo readings, so looking at a photo with somebody that had passed and just trying to pick up on information about them. Um, and I just started getting loads of stuff through, and I was just writing down loads of notes and. You know, when we did all the feedback at the end, it, you know, I, I was getting the names of people. I was getting when they died, how old they were, what they died of, what they were like. Um, and just all this information was coming through. So it just made me so excited. And I was just like, OK, this is amazing. Um, and then I was in that circle for about eight years. And in 2017, I went professional and um, started doing psychic readings and also Reiki. Um, and then in 2020, I got um, my certification in Akashic Record Reading as well. So, um, so we can um, go into that a little bit later about the Akashic Record stuff as well. Um, but those were kind of my big ones, really. And then I started holding space for other women in the circles and men, actually. I've had quite a few men come in and do the circles. Um, and holding that space to be able to just teach them what I've learned and, and how they can then implement it into their life too. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I didn't know half of that. Um, so, so thank you so much for sharing. And it is, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think, I think a lot more of us have probably got that, I don't know, got the ability to do more than we think we have um but it's just about putting it all together isn't it and, and creating that space and it's really really difficult I think in this world to to do that so I mm. do love I mean because obviously I you know I came to you to be guided by you and I have also been to one of your your women's circles which was which was amazing because to see both sides of it to, to so to see you kind of give me guidance and readings Reiki and then to come along to a circle and think, oh, this is how it works. And this is, these are the skills that you need to develop. Mm. And like you said as well, though, because I remember when I did some work with you and a spirit guide came and 
And that's something that's come to me in meditation before. And I can look back at experiences as a child as well. And it's like, if only we could, you know, I think a massive thing about it, I don't know about you, Annie, but do you think, you know, do you think a big thing of it is, is, is belief? You've got to believe in it. You've got to believe in yourself. It's, it's huge. And I think the issue, not the issue, yeah, is the issue. The issue is, um, we, so we are, well, kids are clairvoyant up until they're about 12, normally. So, um, yeah, so, but again, it depends how much intervention goes in there. So if you have parents straight away that are going, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. You're talking rubbish. It's going to cut off quicker. Um, I've had clients come to me. I had a, a lady come about, Oh, six months ago because she was totally blocked here and she came from Reiki um, and I looked at her straight away way before we started the treatment I said well your crown's definitely blocked your crown chakra at the top of your head and that should never ever be blocked you should always have your crown open um, so I said I don't know why that's blocked and she said oh no I actually went to somebody and they blocked it for me so I was like oh um yeah, I don't, I think we should get that back open. So we did. And as soon as we opened it back up, she just started getting messages clear as day through again. So she was very, very psychic as a child. And I think one of her parents took her to go and see someone to to try and stop it, which I understand. And if it's scaring you and it's scaring them, you're going to do what you think is, is the right thing to do in order to just kind of minimize it and get a bit more control over it. So that's what they chose to do for the meantime. But it's amazing how just by reactivating that chakra and that energy center, it just all came back to her. And she was getting messages from people that passed over like the next day. It was just wild. So it really is the belief. There's also, I think, a lot of people that um, have the capability to do it Um and aren't even interested in it, but, you know, I'll be talking to them and it's, no, 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 I don't get that. And then you speak to them at the end and they're just like, oh, well, actually, there was this one time where this happened and I had a dream that this happened and the next day it did happen. So I'm like, so you that are getting message? Yeah. People that get happens. it a lot through their dreams. That happens to me all of the time. The amount of times I will message my sister because she, she's very spiritual and she, she's yeah she always knows <laughs> I mean I wish I'd listened to her you know I definitely I would be like happily married to, to James Bond by now if I listened to her <laughs> because it's like she'll be instantly like no they're not right no they're right anyway but she um whenever I have a dream and, and I remember it, I wake up and I go I dreamt this last night I'm just telling you and it'll be like shit that happened <laughs> and yeah. it, was, it was last week I dreamt about my dad um, and I dreamt about him. He's not very well. Anyway, the next day, literally, I get a phone call from my sister, and what I dreamt about almost practically came true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah, yeah. So it's huge, and a lot of people get dreams. A lot of people get dreams uh, where they get messages from people that have passed over. So again, I just think that's a really amazing way for you to still have that connection to people that have passed over. So. You know, if you're struggling with grief or coming to terms with the fact that they're physically they're not here anymore and you are having constant dreams about them. And, you know, I know people where they've just had dreams where they've just been sat at the kitchen table with them. And it's something that they've been wanting to do for years because it's something that they miss so much. And it can be the simplest thing as just going into a dream and 
bam, there you are at the kitchen table with your mum having a coffee. And it's just like, so it's, it's amazing that people can get that. And I haven't actually had anybody do the circles yet that's flat out had absolutely zero. I think maybe out of the whole time I've been doing it, two people out of about six years of doing this and maybe I'd say like 50 to 100 people that have done it. And two of them were just like, no, I just can't get it. Um, but they'd had stuff happen outside of that. So I think as well, it's about everybody's very unique in how that they receive information and downloads from spirit and also just that communication. So you have to really work with the senses. So when I do a reading, I'm really kind of going to the spirit guide and saying, right, this person wants to establish their connection with you. What's the best way for them to get messages? And the guide will say, oh, well, I send a lot of emotions and they pick up on emotions a lot. So they feel everything. And then we'll have the conversation like, you know, oh, it must be that you I feel like you feel everything. And he's saying that, you know, you, you're picking up on emotions. And when you're around somebody, you feel how they're feeling. And they're like, oh, God, yeah, it's that. I'm like, right, well, you need to ride with that because that's what you're getting. Some people are very visual. So yeah. their third eye is very open. It's very activated, which means that they could be getting the dreams when they meditate. Could be like, bam, stuff's coming through straight away. So you want to go with the visual side of it and just keep asking for those visions. So once you kind of work with the sense that's really pulling out to you and you're kind of recognizing, oh, I always get these feelings of somebody being there or I always know these things or I can hear somebody talking to me that is when you need to start establishing that connection and then developing on that sense yeah it's so powerful and I think for me as well and I don't know if I've spoken to you about this before but I almost feel like especially if you are well, I, I don't know, you know, you, you will understand this more, obviously more than me, but I think sometimes when you try and suppress it, it can kind of have a, have an impact or even a negative impact. And what, what I'm saying about this is, as you know, I mean, I've, I've struggled most of my life with, you know, quite bad anxiety. And I kind of had the realization towards the end of last year, and probably through some of the work I did with you, that my anxiety was was me sensing that I wasn't it, it was me rejecting my intuition does that mm -hmm. make sense yeah so because I like you say people feel things and I feel like I, I I always feel stuff and then if I try and ignore that and try and reject it it's then my body kind of going no listen to yourself listen to your intuition mm -hmm. and and that's kind of really kind of and and, I, and so I think a lot of the time as well there are people that are going through lots of you know possibly mental health um, struggles because they're rejecting who they are they're rejecting the sense of who they are and I think it's really really brave for people to stand up and have the courage to do that in this world and the society that we're living in and I, having said that and I don't know if you feel like this Annie I do feel like kind of when I was growing up and I know I'm a bit older than you but when I was growing up this kind of thing was it was around my mum used to read tarot cards my grandma was very intuitive um, and it was always, you know, but it was always like kind of a bit, oh, it's woo-woo. And I never dared tell my friends about my mum reading tarot cards. But I do feel like more recently, and because there is more and more research, because the thing is, I think it is, there's, there's very little concrete evidence, you know, 
to mm. say that um, you know intuition means anything or that there is a spirit world or any of this so it's hard sometimes for us to believe but I do think more and more is coming out and people are becoming more open to it yeah I think people as well in this in the time in our life particularly sort of post the last couple of years people are really kind of taking their mental health more seriously so the one thing I loved about the pandemic was that it made a lot of people go inwards with all that time at home and go actually I'm not happy I'm really not happy and I'm you know I'm kind of at my wits end and I need to work out what's going to make me happy it sent people a lot to the edge but in a way that they had to have that healing journey now so that they could then step into such just kind of a more powerful future as well so yeah it really is um something that needs to be integrated and is is a very powerful tool for people to have it's just getting people to have the right access for it and uh, just being guided through it like you said and just and just having that knowledge so um yeah it's and the thing is as well like I always think about it and I can't can you imagine if I went to the doctors five years ago and I was like oh I've just been talking to my dead grandpa and he said this I've, and he said this. I've been yeah. working with somebody I, I've been part of a group um and sorry um and there's, there's someone in there um he, he's called harry and he's he's a spiritual healer but he said to me like for years he was i mean he was he said i was i was put in a mental asylum i was told i was he said because you know all of these things were happening and it wasn't until i think she went he went to see a psychic who basically said to him this is what's going on and yeah. ever since he kind of recognized all of that he's been able to kind of work with himself and he's doing some amazing mm-hmm. work but he said for, for so long, and because he'd experienced a lot of trauma as well, people just thought he was mad. Yeah, it's really, uh, I just, yeah, I really struggled with, with that because I was, because the, the one thing with the psychic work, I will say to everybody, is if you did want to do it professionally, you don't get a certificate in it, you don't get graded, you don't get a degree in it. There is no finish line like, yeah, you got X, Y, and Z, right, so here's your certificate, off you go, you're now a really good psychic. It doesn't work like that. The whole thing is based on trust. You have to trust all of the information that you get from spirit. And by doing that, you will get the evidence through from your guides and from the people that passed over in order to deliver a really good reading. And it really is like, and I always say to people, you know, especially the girls that come to circle and they're just like, oh, I'm really doubting myself. And I'm like, look, I'll be honest, it doesn't go away. I can have a bad reading where, you know, either I'm too tired or I'm just not with it or I'm a bit poorly or they're not really with it and they're not really into it. And it just all goes a bit wrong. And I just, it just ends up as a bit of a disaster. I probably have one a year like that where I'm just like, and it throws you off. It throws me off, you know, like it does with anything that you do that you do well. And to have that negative experience, you think, oh, my God, I'm useless. I'm rubbish. I don't want to do this anymore. And I go into like meltdown mode. I'm like, I'm going to quit. I can't do this. But then, you know, it's finding that courage. And every time that happens, and particularly for me, if it's a bad reading and I've got another one in like an hour, I'm like, you've got to pull it together. The next one's not going to be like that. It's fine. And you just get back up and you carry on so it's very one of the biggest challenges I think I've found with this as a career 
is that all you are going off is people's feedback and that is it. I think that is super powerful though because I think what is better, what is more meaningful, what is more powerful than people's feedback and then trusting yourself? You've mentioned there about failure, right? We need that. All of us need that. It helps us to grow. It helps us to develop. You mm. can't experience the good without experiencing the bad, right? Mm. And and that that was another thing actually, because my sister, she she like I said to you, she she feels things and she sees things, but she's so scared to tap into it because she says, I don't want to get, I don't want all the bad stuff to come through. Um, but I guess you know that that's going to happen, isn't it? You know there are, and I remember speaking to um, a gypsy oracle. She was, and because um, I work a bit with the traveling community, and she was like, this, that's the thing is that if you open yourself up to it. That the good and the bad is going to come through, but then you've got to have, you know, maintain your judgment on what you're going to share, I think. But I don't know, you've probably got... Um... You have to really... So again, one of the things that I... And that's another reason why I encourage people to come and sit in a session with other people to learn, is a lot of people are too worried about what is going to come through and if they're going to get negative stuff through. I've had some people where all they get is negative things through and negative entities and people through and it really is about retraining your connection with spirit to only allowing certain things for instance people that are open to it and have the ability to do it don't know how to switch it off so they are the people they'll be walking around their house and suddenly they see a man in the hallway or they hear a voice or they feel a tap on the shoulder you have to put boundaries in place so that spirit know, hang on, I'm human. You are scaring the life out of me. We're not doing this right now. So I always have my boundaries with my guides, with anybody that I come into contact with. You know, I work in the cabin in the garden. That is my place. I don't do readings anywhere else. And if I do, it's because I have to come in here and babysit the kids whilst they're asleep and I'll do an online reading. I will then cleanse the house top to bottom close me down and just make sure that everything is done correctly but it's so important to put those barriers up because once you do that spirit go okay yeah no we get it and they will back off you're in control of it and the way that I think of it as well for anybody that does get scared when they see stuff sort of in their third eye or in their dreams and stuff have a few human moments turn the light on put Netflix on for 10 minutes have a cup of tea, put some music on, read a book, just do anything that brings you back into your human body where you can be like, I'm here, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm safe, it's all good. Because I yeah. think sometimes people worry that what they can see, you know, and it, and I think that's it. It's, it's about really, and again, that's something that we do in the circles, it's about training that so that you have control over that. Yeah, and this this is going to lead me on to a couple of things actually, because I, I that thing that you said about being scared, because I I was always terrified, because I think you know I remember seeing things when I was little, and my mum yeah thought I was well, and she kind of understood because I think she's a little bit like you know I see in touch with it all as well, but and I remember you know, we we had a uh, we yeah a bit like you, I'd be walking around the house, and my mum, why are those ornaments like? That they're moving across the room, or why is that person there? And and um and I remember, and then I remember being terrified 
I was always terrified when I bought a house because I was like, what if it's haunted? What if it's haunted? And then at some point I was like, but it's not the house, it's you. <laughs> For yeah. me, I used to find that the most powerful, like in that space where, because I'm very much, I or I have always very much been in my head. I've always been an overthinker. I've always been in my work. I've always been probably overly human, if that makes sense. So the times when I used to sense things were always in that time, kind of as I'm going to bed and, and that's when I used to freak out because I'd be like, there's a girl in the in the hallway or there's somebody. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, anyway, I don't want to go into that because I'm going to freak myself out because I'm not trained. <laughs> but I, um, what I do want to go kind of touch on about here is going back to what you said there about how, you know, it's the one profession where there's no kind of guidance you've got to trust. But to me, everything you're saying there, it screams of leadership. You know, it's, mm-hmm. this is what leadership is all about. You know, you can go, and yeah, you can be qualified. You can go and get yourself a leadership qualification. You can go and get yourself a management qualification. For me, they're not really worth the paper that they're written on because people need to be doing the other stuff. They need to be connecting with people. They need to be listening to people because leadership is about people. It's about connection. And it's about trusting yourself. And I think this is why the work that you do is super powerful because you're helping people to trust themselves. And that's how we lead. You know, that's how that's how we transform the world sorry to kind of you know but I think leadership is in such a crisis right now because we're Mm. not doing we're trying to stick a plaster on everything and and even as you were talking there about boundaries again they're super important you're talking about how you you know when you can learn to lead yourself in the way that you've been describing you can then learn to lead teams to lead organizations but it all starts with you and if you can't have those boundaries with yourself, then you've got no hope having them in business. Mm, definitely. It's such a it's such a learning curve. And I think even, you know, like you said, it's not just not just the business that I'm in, but anybody that's in their own business where they have to have those leadership skills. And um, you know, we all come down to the same thing where it's just like, if I'm gonna do this, the only person that can do it is me. I've got to do it. I'm the one that has to get the clients in. I'm the one that has to get the numbers. I'm the one that has to deliver. Like it is down to me, nobody yeah. else to do this. The only thing that it comes from, I guess, essentially for me is in terms of an employer or a higher power, you know, they would be the ones to say, there's nothing in that. You're full of shit. You know, <laughs> like it's it's really difficult to to kind of put that aside and go, oh, okay, actually this is just this is just how it is and you know I'm trusting with everything that I'm going with and this is how I'm going to deliver this and if people like it they'll come back if they don't they don't I always say to people after Reiki or reading like you know if if they do say you know when should I come back readings honestly I always say six months to a year because you can't come back if you haven't let stuff happen and I've had people come back you know, six months to a year later. And I remember doing the reading at the time and they're a bit like, oh yeah, thinking, oh God, I have no idea what she's talking about. And then they come back and they've just, and then this happened and then this happened. So some things just do really take quite a while for things to happen. So it's it's been a real test of, and I guess that's it is for any kind of, anything that you do in life, I think where you are, putting yourself out in the universe to go I'm going to do something that I actually love because you're testing the game aren't you in the sense of am I just going to do something where I'm going to get paid money 
not really thrive off it but it it's safe or are you going to do something outside your comfort zone that is really scary and try and thrive in it and do something that you're really passionate about and on a plus side make money from it so it's about stepping into that I think which has been huge and what a lot of people experience as well yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it um it's about I was talking about this today, actually, about like money mindset as well, because I think a lot of the times we we think we can't make money out of doing the things that we, we love or the things that we're here to do. But that's a load of crap, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, financial freedom, for me, financial freedom means I can do what I'm intended to do. I know I'm here to help people. I'm here to inspire people. I'm here to heal people. I've been through all of what I've been through because of that. I've had to do a lot of work on myself. I'm still doing it. You know, mm. the last 12 months has been pivotal. And I do want to say, actually, um, what you said about people coming back and going, yeah, there are still some things I'm waiting to play out from my reading with you. But I had my first one only 12 months ago. But you were spot on with picking up on what was going on in my immediate life there and then. You knew, you you knew, like, no, that person's not going to stay or that person's not going to stay. You, you just knew that you were you were never wrong on that and that count and most I don't think anything you said there were some things that haven't happened yet but I still think they will but you yeah. know what I mean so, you know and I and yeah so I, I, yeah I would highly well I do recommend you to people anyway um mm. but I think what I actually something that I wanted to bring you back to as well is this you mentioned about the higher power yeah the higher power. can you explain what that means because I don't know if many people will kind of grasp that I think I mean more in a sense of the traditional conventional society in the sense that not taking into account spirituality in its form and not seeing it as part of life. You know, when we, you know, from what I've seen from all the Akashic Records stuff done and all the chats, I guess, that I've had with all of my spirit guys and stuff, there is that saying that is plastered all over the internet but it is correct in the sense that we are a soul having a human experience not a human having a soul experience so we need to remember that and to know that like I am all for and this is where I get a little bit muddy with spirituality because I'm all for merging spirituality into a human life but not letting either of the other one take over so I think it's about making sure that you are having the most human life possible, but you are then adapting and using spiritual techniques to blend into your life to make it as joyful and as happy and as healing as possible, rather than, you know, I know, I, I don't know how people do it. You know, people always say about, you know, enlightenment and stuff like that and getting to this peak of just pure joy and happiness. I don't know how that is possible, particularly in a Western society, when we've just got so much terrible stuff going on and then there's losses and job losses and breakups and people dying. Like, you know, there's a lot that we experience as a human. So it's really important that we we just try and adapt and things like this, you know, like what you went through last year, it's about taking that kind of crisis point and going, okay, now I need to heal. And even all the work that you have done so far, you're probably only like just over halfway as to where you need yeah. to be. I'm like maybe a third in. I know, like, even though I've got like all the spiritual experience and I've established that connection in my head, me, me and Kieran always talk about it, we're like, God, we've got so much that we need 
to just learn and experience in order for us to feel that we've kind of healed or reached some sort of spiritual fulfillment in some areas of our life where we see kind of the the patterns that need breaking and stuff like that like there's so much room for growth in everybody's life we just have to make sure that we're finding ways to do that there always should be i saw something on instagram yesterday about you know something about how you know enjoy the journey you don't even know the half of you yet you know and that is so true and i was speaking to someone about that today and i was just saying i'm only just getting to know myself again after divorce i mean i've been divorced well, broke up now five years this month. And mm. I only, and I feel like it's taken me those five years to just start to know and understand myself. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I do really like what you said there about, um, you know, this, this enlightenment and pure spiritual beingness, whatever you want to call it, because I have had conversations about this as well. Because it's like, well, I know that I, you know, I'm here, I'm connected to a high, for me, my, my higher purpose is, is spiritual. It's, it's, it's about the universe. It's not about societal structures for me, but I think there are different ways it can be interpreted, yeah? But I, I think, you know, so I'm like, right, I'm here to do this thing. I'm here to help people. I'm here to, to turn everything that's happened to me into good. But I'm still a human. I'm still a mm. woman. I still mm. want nice things. I still want to feel pretty. I still want a man to take me out and look after me. Does that make me bad? You know, because I, do you know what I mean? So I, I get totally, but I don't see how you can. Yeah, like you say, I, I, I'd, I'd find it difficult for someone to complete, because what you're talking about is somebody literally transcending all ego, you know, yeah. different ty- two different types of ego, aren't they? But when you're fully enlightened, you've just got no ego whatsoever. And that is hard, I think, like you say, in this culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, I think where we are and where we live, you know, in the UK and, you know, the kind of Western culture that we're in, um, it would be very difficult to do that. And I think it's important to immerse yourself in the challenges and the situations that you're experiencing and also that people around you experience as well. You're there to help them. And it's not a case, I don't think, of cutting people out or cutting them off unless it's toxic and abusive then obviously I think it's right to do that but I think it really is you know um you know whether it's family or close friends and they're going through a hard time and you're struggling to help them it's just about thinking about how you can be of service to them and if you don't feel that you can fully do that then you need to take a step back and work out you know how much you want to put in how much energetically can you put in because that's the biggest thing that I find with a lot of people and I always say to my clients because it comes up a lot in readings as well, actually, about people just giving so much to people. And, you know, if somebody's having a hard time, they they just drop everything and they go to them. And I always say to them, like, how how much would that person do that for you? And they're just like, mm, no. I'm like, well, you can, yeah, I'm like, you can still give an insane amount of help and support and emotional support, whatever it is that you do to help people in your life you can still do that but you can still cut it in half and still give an insane amount to them that will help them through it so don't give them 125 percent give them 60 and then you still got 40 percent reserves and you're not draining yourself to the point where you're just like oh my god I'm so knackered I'm so drained I'm exhausted I you know I feel like I need to do more like you need to go 
okay, I was able to be there for them. I had a phone call with them. I did what I needed to do to help them. Now I need to go and look after me because it's all about being fit for service as well. Like you cannot be of service to somebody unless you are in good condition. So I think as well, that's why it's so important at the minute that everybody should be focusing on their health in general, whether it's their physical, their emotional, spiritual, all of it together. We need to be focusing on it as a whole because we need to be there for ourselves, for our family, being able to step up. And by doing that, we need to be working at the highest level possible, I think. We need to preserve our energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, I think, the point, isn't it? And, and I mean, what you're talking about there as well is I see it all the time. And it, it's massive in leadership, again, because even in leadership, people just want to please. People please. Yeah. So many people pleasers. And yeah. you can be kind, but don't be weak kind. What you've just explained there is what I call weak kind. You know, literally draining all of your resources to help other people. That's that's not strong, that's weak. Yeah. You can be kind, you can, like you just said, you can give 60% and, res- you know, well, not even that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's strong kind. It's being kind with your boundaries. It's like what you said before about with your spirit guides and you're, you've got your boundaries, so you're being kind, you're letting that in within your boundaries mm-hmm. you know for me it's a, and it's about being kind to the people that deserve it not the ones that won't like you said would that person do it for you you know it's it's being really selective about your circle and being really selfish with your time and I hate that word selfish because it's not I mean, no. it is, you know there's nothing wrong with being selfish there is nothing wrong with it you literally have to be selfish in order to be selfless as well and you know it's part of it's and there's always that thing as well isn't there about self-care like self-care is not selfish but it is but in a good way you know you need to be putting nobody does self-care half as much as what they need to be doing and you know I've got friends um and particularly as well with mum friends where we don't talk for weeks because we just forget we just forget to text and then it's just like, oh God, I forgot this happened last week. How's it going? They're like, and you're just all on that mutual level of just life is mental. The kids are mental. Work's mental. I'm juggling everything. You're juggling everything. It's all good. And that's how. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's, there's all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you just be. Why have you got to be the crazy mum? I'm like, oh, mate. <laughs> what? I guess, you know, because we'll have to wrap it up soon, but although I could talk about this forever. I do want to <laughs> a little bit, because you've touched on it a couple of times, but about the, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, the Akashic, is it Akashic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Akashic Records. So, the Akashic uh, Records. Yeah, so the Akashic Records, what I... I think when I was doing the psychic work, I was like, psychic work's great, but I want to go deeper. And I want to go to a different level where I can help people on a different level. And I started reading a book. I can't remember what the book was called. But anyway, I read this book and it was, I think it was called like the Akashic Records. I think it was literally just called that. <laughs> and, um, and it was all about, so the idea is that there is this other field, this other realm um so like you have the spirit world you have the akashic records as well so everybody has the akashic records because we're all a soul we're all a soul that's coming back we're reincarnating we're living all of these different human lifetimes 
So it's the same premises like past life regressions and things that you get, but rather than you going in as that person, I go into your records. Um, I go and see what they're about. So um, kind of look for the things that have kind of stood out. And then I get people to prepare questions um, and I give them some example questions. So it can be anything from looking into, you know, why, why is that person in my life? Why is that person not in my life? What went wrong there? What was the lesson in that relationship? Why are me and this person together? You can look into your family and be like, why am I not talking to my dad anymore? Like, what's the lesson there? And has this kind of thing happened before? So you can go back and look to the root cause, essentially, of the lifetime and the past lifetime where something happened that caused that reaction for it to then be something that kind of lingers in your DNA and your energy field where it's just still attached to you and still causing issues like with any patterns I guess as well so say if you're somebody that where you struggle with self-confidence you can look into that and go why am I still struggling to be confident and it's particularly why am I struggling with self-confidence in relationships so we can then go back and look into the past lifetimes and see where that stems from in order to just kind of just get more of an understanding of it. And the weird thing about the Akashic Record readings, and the, again, it's that trust thing for me. So I've taken another deep dive into trust because I've gone headfirst into something where at least with the with, with the psychic medium readings, people can be like, oh, yeah, that has happened. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds like mum. And this, you know, there's always like some kind of thing that's relative to them that they can connect with so they know that something's right or wrong. Past lives, it's not like that because I'm telling you about a past life that you don't remember. So yeah. you can't sit there and go, oh, yeah, I remember that happening because you won't. I'll tell you now you won't. When I do my records of myself, I'm like, oh, my God, did that happen? Like, it's just out of this world. But I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I kind of am. But at how many that I do get through and how many readings of these I do and the really, really good feedback that I get from them. Because it's like it's like we're unweaving a problem and it's like this big ball of thread and it's just all been completely unraveled. And then people the next day always message me and they're like, I feel so much clearer and so much clarity around that situation now. And it just kind of like, it's like they can then move forward from that or they can take, you know, if we then discuss different ways of how they can move forward that can then help break those cycles and we can look into that as well but they're very healing they're very powerful and it's a really good way to kind of get to the bottom of essentially the negative things maybe that in in your life that are causing barriers and blockages that you want to get past in order to just then live a more fulfilled life and and to kind of release yourself of those patterns and cycles i love yeah, so so I guess, you know, what what they're doing is they're helping you to kind of accept and let go of things possibly. And you know, I think from what you've said there, I think the most powerful thing about it is, and this is one of the things I've really learned as well in this last year, is it kind of takes you outside of yourself. It helps you to transcend that ego again, because it's a bit like well, this isn't just happening to me just because I did this or just because I did that. This is happening because it's the way it's meant to be. This is the universe's plan, you know, mm-hmm. and the universe has a bigger plan and it's not just about me. 
you know and I think that that's what do for me even in my even you know in, in, and I was talking about this again today you know me going out and doing keynote speeches and talks used to terrify me I used to love doing it because you know but it also used to terrify me but then all of a sudden recently I've had that shift where I thought instead of worrying about what they think about me I'm gonna just be goddamn grateful that I'm getting my message out there and that people are listening to me you know mm. and that kind of as kind of totally shifted it but there's something else as well um that I wanted to kind of touch on gosh you see what I mean I'll talk to you forever but you know because I know a lot of people that you know there are two camps aren't there you either believe that you are you know a, a, a spirit in a human body or you don't you, or you believe that you just die when you die but for me I think we know that energy never dies we know that energy just we you know recreates it we whatever it does it it doesn't go does it it doesn't disappear you can't you can't dissipate energy so we are energy so mm -hmm. you know when our body does die where does that energy go it can't it can't just die with it it can't just be buried with it so mm -hmm. you know it kind of makes sense whether yeah. it's the way that we think it is whether it is you know it, it, it is through past lives in the way that we think or whatever I, I don't know I don't know I'm open-minded about it all I will be honest but mm -hmm. I believe in energy I believe you know that, that that's what it's all about that's what we're here for that is what and this experience that we've got now is just it's nothing compared to the bigger picture yeah it's it's mad and yeah we are such a little blip in whatever it is that we're doing and once you start digging and you start opening things and you're just like, oh, my God, like you, you do just get almost in like a bit of a hole. So then it's just important to make sure that you come out of it and you're just like, hang on, I'm still here. I'm present. And, you know, yeah. got to keep living that. Got to keep living that human life. So it is um, it's a huge thing to come to realize. And, and but what what I still love, though, and. You know, and I have been, I've had it before where I've been made fun of, essentially. And, you know, I also have friends that are complete atheists. They don't talk to me about this at all. And they would never be like, oh, it's really interesting. Tell me all about it. They don't believe in it. And I'm fine with that. Like, that is their belief system. But I was talking to an old work colleague about six months ago, and he he was, I don't talk about it unless I get asked about it either. And he was kind of dipping his toes in and kind of a bit curious. So I was just kind of explaining what I did. And I just kind of said to him, so I was like, so what's your belief system then? Like, what, what do you believe in life? And he was just like, well, I don't really believe in anything. I think when you die, that's it. So he was like, you know, I'm just going to live my life to the full, be the happiest I can be, do everything I want to do, because I know that this is the only lifetime that I'm going to live. And I was like, well, my belief isn't that different from yours. I believe that there is something after this. But in the same time, I want to live the happiest life I can live. I want to be the happiest I can be. So I was like, your belief system is very similar to mine. We just have different end posts, essentially. And, um, you know, our systems and kind of going in different directions. But we're still connected because we still have the same ideas. So that I find really interesting. And, you know, it's like any any atheist, any different kind of religious belief, whether you have a no belief system, like, you know, as long as our kind of end goal is that we're looking for a life full of happiness and healing and we're just trying to find ways to progress and bring joy into our life, but also to experience the darker things and 
to just learn from them. I don't think it's, you know, I think there's such a misbelief and um, what's the word? I hate it when there's this, you know, I remember when people first got into spirituality and they were like, love and light, good vibes only, all that stuff. It's rubbish. That's not, that's not a spiritual life, you know, saying good vibes only, not spiritual. It's just not good. <laughs> Post today, actually. Um, and what I tried to touch on, because I said, because everyone's like, oh, you know, you're really positive. And, and I'm like, that is my, you know, I am, you know, I've learned, you know, how to deal with, I've got negative stuff going on in my life. You know, my dad's been taken into a care home. My grandma's really poorly. You know, I still have issues with my dad's, you know, being a single parent. Um, but I think it's about recognising how to overcome those challenges, I think, mm -hmm. and how to not let them drag you right down into the depths of despair like they would have done in the past, I suppose. And I yeah, guess like, yeah. it's about accepting that not everything in life is going to be plain sailing, but that mm. doesn't mean to say that you can't be positive. That mean, doesn't mean to say that you can't be, you can still choose to be happy every day. You can still choose to, you know, be grateful every day. You have a choice mm. in that. And the, the, then the, the, the bad side of life, those things can kind of wash over you more. Does that make mm. sense? It's yeah, not, it's, it's, it's not it's about really, Yeah, it's, it's about really kind of changing your perspective on it I guess but it's like what you said like when you said about you know you get to that realization point um when you're in front of people and how you then changed your perspective on how you thought about that and the feelings and the emotions that you had leading up to that and it's the same you know I had it the other day like you know I get really um put off by a lot of stuff on social media that's that's all fear and you know this is happening and this is so awful and sometimes social media is just so fear-based it's yeah. just scary and like I'm thinking god I've just spent the first 10 minutes of my morning terrifying myself by looking at the the things that are happening it's not that we shouldn't ignore them it's that we need to deal with yeah if you are a healthy person um or the type of person that is very sensitive to things and you know, has anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety for the last year and just very here, heart-based symptoms where it just, that heaviness and that weight was just constantly on my chest when I worried. And I just couldn't work it out. And then I just had the epiphany the other day. I was like, what am I doing? I was like, this is a message from spirit that I need to open up my heart chakra. I need to start feeling things. I need to give more love, receive more love. Because I was building up this wall, because I think especially with anxiety, you can kind of put those barriers up because you're just like, I've just got to get through today. It's just so, isn't it? You're just constantly like that. So I was just like, I need to soften into this because it's just me feeling things. And once I can accept that, then I can come at it from a different place, a different perspective, and I can learn to work with it and to heal from those feelings and to find different ways to navigate through them. And since doing that, my life's been so much easier and the way that I feel things and the way I experience it, I'm, I'm not pushing it away anymore, being like, God, I've got to get through it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can feel that. Let's go and do something that, that will kind of nourish me, nourish the nervous system, nourish the heart chakra, just do things that will kind of really support that. Um, and I think that's been huge as well. But yeah, it's just madness, isn't it? Creating space has been huge for me as well. Slowing mm. down to that space and it's actually allowed me to speed up. 
Yeah. So I guess on that note, and I, honestly, I could go on and on about this because, you know, I think this is so powerful and I think it's hopefully it's going to help so many people. But I, I just got one last question before I want you to share with everyone where they can find you. But what, I guess, is the one most important thing that you've learned about yourself on, on this journey? You've shared quite a lot, but what do you think has been the most poignant lesson for you? Um, I think the biggest barriers I would say I've come up against from spirit. So I would say as well, like when you decide to make a change that's better for you and to kind of step out of what we're supposed to be doing and to step into what you want to do and who you are on, on a soul level, I feel like universe goes, right, we're going to test that theory. Oh, and yeah. I'm just going to throw this little curveball in let's just see how you deal with it so I think for me the biggest thing was trust because I felt quite alienated a lot of the times with my views on you know anything to do with spirit you know I know people will be listening to this at the at the minute they'll just be like I have no idea what this girl is talking about and you know I just kind of learned to accept that some people don't understand it and it's fine it's just fine and you know there are some people where it's turning that light on and if I can turn that light on and make them go oh actually I have thought about that and I am interested in learning a bit more about that then that's kind of what I'm here for I think it's really just for me it's it's it has like you said you know it does shape you and change you when you take on something like this and for me it's it's just constant little things like you know I've gone through periods of like judgment where I'm worried about people judging me and you know should I post this because I'm going to get judged and it's just like doesn't matter do what you believe do what makes you feel good and what you believe in and see who is attracted to that and then seeing the people that respond to that you're just like oh okay I didn't think they would reply but that's that's great that that's kind of hit something there and yeah, I I can't really pinpoint one. There's just been so many and I'm just I know I've still got so much growth to do. I you know, I'm a mum with two kids under four and I'm juggling that and I'm juggling a day job and this. Like it's just madness at the minute. So I'm still finding my centre with it and have gone through quite a, a turbulent couple of years trying to get that balance and, and to keep the stresses down essentially. So for me it's just all about stabilizing where I am as a person and and how I can grow and then I think I will step into more deeper work sort of in the next couple of years where I'll be able to work on a higher level and and kind of help more people as well but yeah I think the biggest thing for everybody is to just just focus on yourself you know and if focusing on yourself is you and your kids and or your partner and your dogs do that you are number one your your life around you is number one. Make that number one. Everything else will follow. It's it's becoming more apparent how many people are just putting them, you know, I'll put the kids first, or then husband, oh, then the animals, oh, then my mum and dad, then my sisters, oh, then my friends, oh, wait, I'm down at the bottom of the pile. One of my lessons has been I even have to put myself before my kids. And people might go, what? Because I, I made the mistake. When I first got divorced, 
I made the mistake of putting my kids first. And I remember, so we were being supported by EDAM Link. So, you know, we've been supported, um, you know, by, you know, domestic support, domestic abuse teams. We were being supported by counsellors and all of them. And I was like, no, but it's my kids. It's my kids that need the help. They were like, no, it's you. You're, you're the one who needs to put yourself first. I was like, no, when, I, when my kids are sorted, I'll sort myself out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit. Mm. The, the reason my kids are like this is because I'm not putting myself first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you've got to. You've got to put yourself first. You have. That is, and like you said there as well, you know, you cannot, like you've sp- spoken about how you want to get, you know, do more deeper work, you know, in the, over the next couple of years. But you can't do that until you've kind of done the work on yourself, can you? It's the same with me. You know? Yeah. Or, my business is taking off in a way I never thought it would and that is because I mean you know Annie I'm not, I'm not gonna lie and say you know I drove Annie nuts at one point because I was like really like what's going on what's going on and why's my anxiety so bad and it was like I know now why it was I was just trying to fight everything and it was it was you know things were just trying to kind of speak to me and I wouldn't listen mm. um, but until you kind of do that and until you kind of accept that it's all about a, a growth isn't it and yeah. that, you know, all of these things are only going to help strengthen you and help you to help more people in the long run. Yeah. See the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, then. Yeah. It's 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 always a work in progress. And it always makes us laugh because when people come to the centre and they're like, oh, you guys seem like really, like, like we like we're really far down the spiritual train. Um, and, and, you know, we've we've gone really far. And we're just like, me and Karen are like, no, no. Like, we're just the same place you are. Like, we know we've got a lot of growth to do because we've kind of taken the steps into to living a holistic lifestyle and, and having a holistic business and things like that. It's, it's held, but you know, we've still got amples of room of growth to do like individually and together and as a family and stuff. And it, you know, you're not going to get to the finish line and, until way, way, way later on. And even then, you know, I don't even know if, if then it's, it's like, I don't think there is a finish line. I do not think there's a finish line. How can we be egotistical enough to think that there is? Yeah. There is so much more to learn. There is so much more to delve in. There is not enough time that we have on this planet to not keep evolving, growing, developing, and things are always moving all the time. So I don't, don't, that's that's how I, you know, I used to think, oh, you know, and and now I just think it will never end. It will never end. But that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of it. And that's all that's also how you can go you know and as you get older you start to realize that nothing ever stays the same things change they change all the time and you've just got to enjoy it and you just have to like for me I've just come to the realization I was like I'm not gonna live in a place of fear anymore fear of not being good enough fear of not doing the right thing fear of not saying the right thing like you know as long as I come from a place of compassion and peace and I'm trying to do the best I can I'm gonna have days where I'm terrible I'm tired the kids are cranky I'm cranky it's a bit of a mess like there's gonna be days like that and I'm quite happy to allow those to happen because they are the ones you look back on you go oh my god that was horrendous do you remember when that happened and it's funny and it's just part of life and it's how it should be like the chaos is part of it all like you said you can't have the good without the bad it's it all equals out we're we're supposed to experience all of it but it's just everything that we do I think as human beings on a soul level is just about making sure that we're trying to find a way to navigate them and embed that spirituality 
into our human lifestyle so that we can live a more fulfilling and happier life, I think. Yeah, I love that. And there's no chaos. There's no calm without chaos. But on mm-hmm. that note, that's been, I think that's been my longest podcast so far. But that's been... Um, it's been sad. To be fair, I could talk about it for hours. No, so no, I no, it's been incredibly, talk about it for such a long time. incredibly useful and incredibly powerful. So thank you. Thank um, you. I just want to make sure you let people know where they can find you, please. Because I know that you offer, obviously you're local to me, but this, this podcast is going out all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I know... You, you know you do online reiki you do online readings can you let people know how it is that they can get hold of you yeah so uh i'm on instagram it's annie grace healing um also the go deep wellness center um i'm linked in via that as well and actually if you just go onto google and type in go deep go deep wellness um and you can type annie reiki or annie readings in afterwards um we should just come up on there um i do remote readings so i do offer readings to anybody over the world i do written ones so i can do an email reading i do video calls things like that and do them over whatsapp stuff like that so that's all available i do distant healing as well i do the akashic records online too um and then if you just want to come in person we're based in spridlington in lincolnshire um it's part of the wellness center so if you went on the go deep website you can book in through there see um you know what we have available whether it's the readings the reiki there's the floats on there and the infrared sauna too so yeah it's just all there all available and if you if you're interested i have circles as well so i have an online circle that starts next week where i will be teaching people to um just have that connection with spirit and if you feel like you have a connection to spirit and you want to kind of explore your psychic skills or mediumship and just want to learn more about it and just sit in a space with other people that have the same beliefs and and you want to connect with more people um just drop me a message on instagram um and we can look into it but yeah that's about it really thank you thank you so much and if you have been listening and you've enjoyed this podcast, then please make sure that you do go check Annie out, that you leave us a five-star review and that you share this episode and the podcast with your networks, with your colleagues, with your friends, anybody that you think might be interested. Um, and yeah, because I think the more that we can get this message out, the better. So thank you so much again, Annie. Um, I know we'll definitely be keeping in touch. I'm really interested in those Akashi records, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you ever so much again. And I look forward to everybody joining me again next time on another exciting episode of The Healed Approach. Thanks, Annie. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do like, comment and share with your audience. If you would like to know more about how I am championing and implementing fearless workplace well-being one bold step at a time then please do connect with me on LinkedIn or on any other social media channel using the hashtag Rebecca Healed Leadership. You can also email me Rebecca at Rebecca-Healed.co.uk or you will find me at www.Rebecca-Healed.co.uk. Thank you again for listening and I hope to see you next time.